the Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, as predicted, more on the protests, U.S. reaction. Protests continue into the night. Now, the ex-Auditor General Mandelbult is warning of overalls which will take Israel into a dictatorship. Joining us on the line now, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Good afternoon, Rolene. Great to have you on board. Great to be here. Well, the language around these proposed overhauls mm. is really, really getting stronger from uh, those who have served in the upper echelons of Israel's uh, uh, law industry and the international community as well. Indeed. So, okay, so we've got more on the protest, U.S. reaction. Tell us about what's going on now, Rolene. What, what does it look like on the ground? And, of course, let's go through the Auditor General's uh, warning about these overalls about taking Israel into a dictatorship. Please unpack it for us. Well, well yesterday we had the, the day of uh, what some are calling a day of disruption and mm -hmm. some are calling a day of resilience. But uh, what we did see yesterday was like some quite extraordinary scenes around the country. You and I spoke about it at length just after I came off air. Uh, protesters in various cities um, gathered at various points. I know Ranana, they were speaking of some roadways being blocked. Modi Inn was uh, fully blocked at the entrances, a practice that I don't think any of us condone. You know, while we respect the democratic right to protest, blocking roads is not a very good practice at all. Uh, but a large contingent gathered outside the U.S. consul that is in Tel Aviv. The embassy is in Jerusalem, our capital, and, and called on the United States to, to intervene, saying we need international pressure. And certainly we are seeing international pressure. Uh, Tom Nides, the ambassador of the United States to Israel, who is actually ending his term, he's going back to the States, said that, you know, um, the United States is there to ensure that Israel's democracy doesn't go off the rails. Mm. The White House released a statement last night saying, we call on the Israeli government to respect the right of protesters to protest uh, safely and freely, and we call for a broad-based consensus. There has been quite a controversial op-ed in the New York Times written by Tom Friedman where he says the White House is revisiting or reviewing their relationship um, with the state of Israel saying that Israel doesn't reflect or, or the values it once had. Now, this has been firmly denied by an unnamed source in uh, the Israeli government who has said that, first of all, this is uh, uh, the first we are hearing of any kind of reassessment. We certainly have uh, not been made aware of any assessment like this and that our cooperation with the United States is at an all-time high. Um, but we have had international... Uh, not just the United States, international leaders say expressing their concern at what is happening or what uh, the, the trajectory that Israel is taking with these proposed overhauls. One of them, well, not international but more local, has been the former Attorney General Avichai Mandelbult. He said the direction that we're heading in is is extremely, extremely dangerous. He says that you know this, we are heading into dangerous 
waters where Israel could become a dictatorship. And he's talking specifically about the, the reasonableness law, a, um, a, a law that the coalition government is intent on passing in its original draft, uh, but huge concerns expressed because what this actually does as per the current draft is removes the judicial scrutiny from this law. Now, this law, the reasonableness means that a standard of reasonability is applied mm-hmm. to decisions made by government officials or, 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 or laws that are passed, which I think most of us would you know, understand we do need to be reasonable when mm-hmm. we pass laws. And there is concern that, um, you know, if this is taken away, could this allow for corruption mm. uh, to become rife? Could this mean that decisions are made that are not in the best interests of the state of Israel? Something that our reserve pilot expressed yesterday when they said, we swore to serve the kingdom, not the king, and, and, and that we are very concerned at the direction we are, we are heading in. So uh, the most recent example of, of concern that I can give is the issue around Arya Derry. Arya Derry, there was a Supreme Court judgment that said, uh, you know, given his his um, uh, record with uh, finances that are veering into the criminal, he shouldn't be able to serve as a cabinet minister, and certainly not as a cabinet minister in, ter- in charge of any financial uh, portfolio. So this is where the reasonableness law comes sure. in. Now, there is concern that... Uh, should the standard of reasonableness, and that's a very strange uh, wording, but it's the legal wording, mm-hmm. be removed, it could possibly see some of the most extreme elements in our government be able mm-hmm. to make decisions with regards to security or with regards to disputed territories that uh, do not pass mm-hmm. any level or any standard of being reasonable and could put Israel's international standing in jeopardy. Rolling indeed. Uh, Issues that are certainly not going to go away. Let's see what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Let's just move on now to this Israeli citizen who's been kidnapped in Ethiopia. Yes, so this is news that uh, created quite a lot of shock today, and that is news that another Israeli has been kidnapped. Now, if you recall, you and I were speaking just last week of an Israeli citizen with a dual nationality who had been kidnapped in Iraq. She was there on uh, doing research as part of her doctorate. Now we have reports that an Israeli citizen in his late 70s is reported to have been kidnapped in the Gondor region of Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Uh, his name has not been released or, or, or made public. Uh, what we do know is the Ministry of Foreign Affairs Department for Israelis abroad is in contact with his family here in Israel and also with Interpol. So that gives you an indication just how serious this is. They are also working with local Ethiopian security to try and secure his release. Now, 
a son of love has been sent to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and to his family, and there have been demands already made by the kidnappers. They wanted several million shekels. They now have gone down to several hundred thousand uh, shekels of uh, mm. ransom. But a, a, a very serious situation indeed, and we're really hoping for his swift and secure release. This is an elderly man mm-hmm. in his late 70s. Indeed, we share the sentiments there, uh, Roline. Let's, uh, let's talk about now the Foreign Minister Cohen to visit Serbia, Italy, and, and the Vatican. Yes, the Vatican? The, yes, he is headed to the Vatican. Okay. So this is quite significant because this is the first time an Israeli foreign minister has made the trip to Serbia in 14 years. He will meet with the president of Serbia, the prime minister, the foreign minister, the speaker of the, the house, and he will also visit the former site of Nazi concentration camps in Serbia. He will then go on to the Vatican where he will meet with the foreign minister of the Holy See. Uh, Some people may not be aware that the Vatican actually is a state in itself. It Mm -hmm. has its own government, its own foreign minister. This is the first time in 12 years that a Israeli foreign minister has met with the foreign minister of the Holy See, and then he will go on to meet with the foreign minister and the deputy prime minister of Italy while he is in Rome. So, yes, for those who, who may not be aware of it, the Vatican actually is a separate state mm. within the city of Rome. Indeed, Roland. So from some encouraging news to some uh, good news, let's... Uh pay some, shall we say, felicitations to the knighting of the South African-born Chief Rabbi Ephraim Mervis. Yes, well, I have to, to give a shout out to the wonderful Stephen Bruce who had the tweet of the day yesterday when he said, why is this night different from any other night, mm-hmm. which is something that we say at the uh, Seder. Uh, but yeah, arise, Chief Rabbi Sir Ephraim Mervis, who was knighted by His Majesty King Charles yesterday uh, for, amongst many things, he, his work with interfaith uh, education, with interfaith cooperation. So a really proud moment, I think, for South Africans and, and for Jews around the world as, uh, I have to get it correct, Chief Rabbi Sir Ephraim Mervis is now today. And also a massive shout-out to Rachel Riley. Yes. Rachel is a TV presenter in the United Kingdom. Um, she received her MBE, member of the British Empire, for her services to Holocaust education. Rachel has been very, very vocal and very, very active in the fight against anti-Semitism. She has been the recipient of some of the most vile comments and invective and threats that I have ever seen, but uh, another great honour from His Majesty King Charles. So, a great day yesterday at Windsor Castle. I'm only jealous that I missed out (laughs) on what must have been a really uh, lovely tea. Well, one day is one day, Rolene. We can only wish, can we? Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon to give us uh, some background and some updates as to what's happening in Israel at the moment. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Always great chatting to her and getting an update as to what's happening in that part of the world every day.